When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Well, my big fat ass just broke my chair. So right now I'm on a sofa doing a podcast. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah, not really. We're, we're, we're just buying a new chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one probably passes through time anyway. So, Are you calling me fat? Are you calling me fat, John? <laughs> I'm calling you fluffy. How about that? <laughs> it's... <laughs> If you get that reference. (laughs) I do. So, all right. So, hello, movie lovers. I'm welcome to the show for today's podcast. I actually have Louis Monet with me, and we're actually going to be doing our review for Cobra Kai, Talking Cobra Kai, and he's also known as the Frenchie on the Schmoes of the North podcast. And uh, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad to have you back on. I'm glad to be on, and uh, let's let's dive into this, man. What do we have today, John? Okay, so we're going to be doing a Cobra Kai Season 1 and 2 review, and then we're going to end up doing a five-minute Hey, hey we, don't talk about, we don't talk about it. It's a surprise. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to do a five-minute surprise. How about that? So we're going to be doing that, and then also, too, we also have our little main topic, too, that we want to talk about, where... Does petitions actually matter to studios when we do online petitions? Does that have any effect whenever it comes down to studios movement or actors movements or stuff like that? I figured this would be a good time to actually talk about this, especially when we actually have the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation, Mm. as well as the fact when we also have the Song of the Hedgehog special effects thing about how that was actually involved as well. So Mm. without further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. So. All right. So, what do you want to do first? I, I want to go to the main topic, the, the the whole debate about petitions. Okay, sounds great, man. So, my thought process is this: you can sign over a million petitions that really don't matter to studios or whatever. Studios ha- are going to do what studios are going to do, regardless of the fact if you have a million uh, petitions on that whole entire thing, and also too. Johnny Depp tried suing a tabloid over this whole entire situation. Now, if Johnny Depp didn't go with the tabloid, if he went on ahead and just kept his mouth shut and everything, maybe Warner Brothers wouldn't have actually went after him Mm. as much as they did because of the fact that, you know, at that point in time, it was like a he said, she said type of situation where it's like Amber Heard said that Johnny Depp abused her. Then on the other side, you had Johnny Depp said no, Amber Heard abused her. So it was a he said, she said situation. And, you know, TMZ, the tabloids or whatever out in the UK went on ahead and made a big old huge deal about it. But at that point, there was no proof, no allegations or whatever saying that this was true or not. But because Johnny Depp went after the tabloids and things like that, it gave Warner Brothers a chance to actually investigate this a little bit further. And when they discovered some things that was on Johnny Depp's end, that's whenever they went on ahead and made him exit out of Crimes of Grimdewolf, which is also the uh, part three for the Fantastic Beats Thank piece God. movie. 
Thank God. <laughs> yeah. And I'm actually happy with the casting choice for that, though, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. On who they got. But, you know, I feel like this. I don't... F- and also, too, with Amber Heard, I actually have to say, I think that it should go on her end as well, but there's not enough proof yet as to what she did or to amplify Johnny's anger to make him type out those text messages that I actually ended up digging through even more. But there's no... It's all one-sided, all on Johnny, but I want to know what's going on with Amber Heard's side. And here's the thing, guys. I'm not one of those guys that all I want to do is just talk about tabloids and stuff like that. That's not what my main thing's about. But the whole entire thing, everybody's got petitions going on. And also, too, it can actually have some effectiveness whenever it comes down to Sonic the Hedgehog and things like that. But, you know, other than that, studios have the go-ahead on what they can and cannot do. That's just my thought process. What's, what about you? Well, look, I, I, I see this. I mean, there's multiple ways you can go with this, right? There's levels of, of the petitions. You got there's just the whiny fanboys. How dare you cast Ben Affleck? <laughs> the daredevil. I'm bad, bad. We don't want to. Those people is like, okay, just get off your goddamn nerd chair. I'm a nerd myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's, there's other things to, to be mad about, like our economy mm-hmm. or the environment. Get to other to other things and stop complaining, okay? And he, there, there's times that we're completely wrong, right? Um, but then you got the 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 more the ones that are more understandable. You got yes, the the tabloid types, right? Like he did this, she did that. Um, who do you believe? And it, it almost like it's it's Team Depp or Team Amber Heard. You know, it's it, it's made to the device, and it's an opinion. It's a petition made right. on opinion. But then you got petitions that are are barometers of what uh, of what people expect, like the Sonic thing. They need to voice their concerns, and it really depends on on studio heads. But you know, for them, they listen, right? Because maybe maybe it was a turmoil in the offices itself, and they maybe had to see what the public thought about it, and they were actually happy to get some feedback. And then you got your political. Um, I'm making a statement type of um, type of, of petition, right? Uh, and and some of them are, you know, this is how we advance society by by forcing sometimes certain changes, like less in sports, right? I think it's the Redskins, the Reds. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a petition enough that you know multiple times enough support that they're changing some stuff. And that type of thing, I agree on. You know, it's, it doesn't have to always be taken face value. But usually, you know, the bigger organizations or certain aspects of society are slower to move than where the mm-hmm. society is actually um, living or imagining or understanding what life is. And sometimes studios and, and bigger companies need a, a push in a butt to follow that trend and they have to. So there's, there's multiple types of petitions. Yeah, there are. I still remember the whole entire Mark Hamill to play Joker, the voice of Joker for uh, the killing joke. I remember when that was actually a big deal because at first the studios were saying they weren't going to use Mark Hamill 
And then a bunch of fans got a petition together to do that. And like you said, some of it is like idiocracy whenever it comes down to fan casting and stuff like that. It's like, oh, I don't want this particular actor or whatever. I want to go ahead and add this particular actor because of the fact that I think blah, blah, blah. Mm. And like you said, there's more things to worry about in life than casting choices and stuff like that to get upset about. And here's the thing. I'm a big, huge nerd as well and things like that. But Stuff like that don't never really get under my skin like that, you know? I'm Yeah, there's a fanboy in me or whatever, but there's never once where I was like, you know what, I'm pissed off enough that I'm actually going to go out and get a petition signed because I don't like a casting choice of this movie or that movie. When it comes down to this, it's all based on opinion. There's no facts. Yeah. And that's also another thing, though, too, is whenever I made my YouTube video and stuff like that, I said, I waited until there was actually some stuff, some factual information out there first before I actually made my opinion because I want to base my stuff off of fact and not off of opinion. And I let it marinate a little bit to where I can actually talk about it. And I don't like abuse. I don't like any type of physical abuse from both either party from male or female abuse because they, you know, they can come from both sides. I was not there when Amber Heard and Johnny Depp were fighting. Mm. I don't know what happened inside that room. I don't know what amplified Johnny Depp to write those messages. I don't know what Amber Heard did on her side. All I know is, you know, it should be fear on both ends of the spectrum. Or, you know, since there's not really any filming going on, just suspend her for a month or two just to see what's going on from both sides. Yeah. To make a choice, you know, just be like, look, we're going to go in here, put you off to the corner for a little bit. We're going to do our investigation just like we did on Johnny. And then from there, we'll go on ahead and do the proper procedures that we need to actually do. Yeah, I mean, like, let's stop trying to be the justice courts and and decide the faith and and the reputation of this individual, this individual. There's there's court cases for that. And there's uh, allegations like uh, let like the very personal matters to that because uh, i don't like when it bleeds into real life uh, i like my actors a certain mm-hmm. distance i don't want to have i don't want to watch i don't know like um pirates of Caribbean and be like uh you know there's exceptions it's like there's right. like you know when you see some actors are really bad and like house of cards again we talked about it before actually amplifies it because you know he's that much of an asshole right. and the character fits but there's certain things that you know it could ruin your your the movies you love. So I don't like those kind of petitions and going that direction. One thing though, for me, really irks me. Really makes me go like, mm, "Welcome to the new age, advance and let go." Is like, for example, if they would announce that Superman, the next actor, is going to be black, I have this image of this guy Rufus going, "Out of bell." The Democrats put Superman black, you know, <laughs> and go and petition and be like, <laughs> Superman is not supposed to be black. He's a farm grown American and he's what? No, just, just get over it, man. <laughs> that's that's just. <laughs> Um, you just broke. Oh, okay, <laughs> you know he would add the Democrats, not not right. the comic people. It's the Democrats' fault, you know. <laughs> right, it'd be like you're not your self of man is supposed to be black. Is supposed to be black. He's supposed to be white because that's what I'm familiar with, and because I'm familiar with that character, it goes against the demographic. 
uh, that nature. So therefore, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, uh-huh. what's next? Instead, instead of the S symbol, they're gonna put a watermelon. You know, it's just like and you, and you, you. I know. I everyone has an uncle like that. Even though I'm in Canada, there's always an uncle like that, right? And you like you ask yourself like why, but then you get the next level people. They actually spend twenty minutes of their time creating a thing and then sharing it to everyone and be like, we got like that. Like welcome to the new age. Stop wasting your time on on closed ideas or when like the whole ghost, Ghostbusters things and women and then these hate things and petitions and. And you're like, just mm-hmm. like, why? Like, why take off uh, an idea just because it doesn't go with your philosophy? Those kind of petitions right. should should be like what Facebook is doing and and Twitter is doing is just putting false disclaimers on them and like don't necessarily pay attention to this, you know? Right, I ex- exactly. And I feel like we need to just be fans. Yeah, just. Put away all the garbage and just be like a fan. Just be a fan of what you appreciate rather than being someone that is judge and jury over something that we can't even control. Especially when it's the probably the jury and everything is already actually thought about what they're actually going to do. It's out of our control. So why should we stress ourselves out over something that's out of our control? And also, too, just be fans of what you love. And also, too, that I want to mention is this. You know, it's just like the whole James Bond thing about where at one time Idris Alba was rumored to actually be James Bond, and everybody was like, "Well, he's not supposed to be uh, black. He's supposed to be white." I said, "I don't care if he's. I don't care." I said, "As long as he's British, as long as he doesn't, they don't change the actor to benefit the uh, to change the character to benefit the actor. I'm perfectly fine with it." And also, too, if the actor actually understands what that character is calling for, I am fine with it. Just because it's outside of the norm of what we're actually used to, embrace it. Show some type of initiation to where it's like, okay, I want to actually separate myself from this for a little bit. And let's see what this other actor has to offer. Rather than saying, oh, that's not my, my James Bond. My James Bond is white. Or this is not my Superman. My Superman is uh, white, not black. Or, and and that's what makes me laugh. You know, those people who say that, it's like, that's not my Superman. It's like, yeah, but your Superman <laughs> was in the 60s. You know, welcome to 2020. Right. I mean, we. I want my daughter to see people that look like her, you know, are not necessarily just white, black, right. or a mix. They're, you know, we, Exactly, and because this is the world we live in, we live in uh, an immigration system that accepted other cultures, and we have to realize, you know, this is not just for us. For a long time, entertainment was for the privileged white people, which we are, you know, in a sense. Right, and we have to fight against that. A sense that um, there's got to be representation all over and it doesn't have to be like that for the next hundred years but you have that spectrum that in the alternative world he's black and then next one you know he's another actor and you know it, it could change and if doctor who could do it and no one complained and actually benefited i don't know if you follow doctor who i remember when they changed the yeah. sex to from a female to a male from a male to a I female mean, and I'm not a. Here's the thing. I'm not a big Doctor Who fan or anything like that by any means or whatever. I don't follow the show, but I knew enough that Doctor Who was has always been a man. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not a fan of the show, but I'm actually happy to see a female 
playing a, uh, in a male character's mm-hmm. role because of the fact it gives something new, something fresh, gives a new balance to the show. It definitely, and it, it brings a different sensitivity, right? A sensibility, I should say. Uh, it, it really creates a, a new character but feels familiar. It works, uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't like it when they just do it to do it, right? When it's, it's a <clears throat> statement. It has to fit, right? Uh, it really has to fit. Right. But if they find a good storyline and there's, you know, it, it, it just works, why not? And less advanced, because if not, we're getting the same shit over and over. We're never, uh, never finding mm-hmm. new angles to it. And, 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 and right. just like, what's the purpose then? What's the point? Right. Absolutely. Fucking absolutely, man. Because here's the thing. You know, we don't need to be living backwards. We need to be moving forward. And in order to do that, we actually have to, in fact, embrace new things, embrace other cultures, embrace other appearances from other nationalities and everything. So the way we can actually get some type of form of different... Everybody's saying, oh, I'm tired of the same rehash stuff. Well, why don't we move forward? And maybe if some different nationalities came in there, maybe if we actually have someone of color, maybe if we had someone of a different race or whatever, maybe then we might actually not have the same rehash of stuff. We might actually have new stuff. But until then, we're not going to be able to, we're going to be still in that backwards mentality. Yeah. And also it's, it it comes to also the subjects, right? Because I I keep seeing comments and it's true. Could we have, a movie about a black person in the 1800s, which is not about slavery. <laughs> I mean, right, exactly. Like a show was something different, not just diversity in 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 um, in uh, like, color or gender. Uh, diversity in the subjects of certain uh, you know, people, nationality. Uh, give us new content. Give us like the first uh, the first black woman who was a doctor. Like, give us something else and just pain and misery right and that's what i liked about uh the woman who worked for yeah. nasa the, uh, the the that's what i loved i love mm. that story and everything and that gave us something new and i want to see something from that and everything too i want to see show us something where someone from india or somewhere where they where they show some type of uh, imbalance with the future or something show us something on that, the struggle of living there or mm. anything, you know, don't uh, it doesn't have to be the same old rehash stuff that we actually know about with the slavery or anything like that. Show us something well, different, show us something fresh, and we'll actually get uh, that give up. Give me a second, John. Babe, could you pass me your cell phone? Okay, it's cell phone. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I totally uh, understand and uh, understand where you're coming from with that because I feel like. You know, that we actually do need something fresh. And until then, we're just going to have that whole entire rehash of th- different things going on uh, and everything of uh, the same whitewashing that we've been getting for the past 30 or 40 years. Definitely. All right. Um, on to my uh, what the fuck surprise. Okay, so let's do All right, that. <laughs> so look, um, it's it's a discussion. Yes, we had the discussion, me and my girlfriend. We had to sit down because we realized something was happening and we wanted to make sure if it's normal. Uh, look, anyone who's parents out there, okay, uh, will attest that the fact that if you have a child, your watching habits completely changed. 
you are watching kids mm-hmm. shows, you are watching uh, things that you would have never watched before. What is surprising and what's scaring me is certain shows I'm actually enjoying. <laughs> and and, and it's, it, there's a point me and my girlfriend like almost looked at each other. It's like, what's happening? Because at one point, the kid was asleep. And we ended up watching like three more episodes of certain things. And like, but why are we continue watching it? The kid's asleep. And then it clicked. Like, because we actually are invested in it. <laughs> And it's it's scary. Right. It's, uh, this is not meant for adults, and we're enjoying it too much. Examples of this: uh, <laughs> the first show we really put on for her, and because she's four months old, she needs you know the colors is Peppa Pig. If you do not know what Peppa Pig is, John, okay, it's I a British show. One. I can even sing you the song Peppa Pig. <laughs> All right, uh, it is. It looks like it's been drawn by a four-year-old because it probably is based off of drawing a four-year-old. It's a family of pigs. Um, she discovers um, new things every day, how to deal with her little brother. Apparently, all, everyone, and I mean everyone, lives on one hilltop, um, meaning there's a house, there's a hilltop on a house. They go to the grandparents, it's another hilltop with a house. So any location is always on a hilltop. Basically, it looks like a planet with big boobs everywhere because I think the whole thing is hilltops. And it, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why you like it. it. We have never seen the planet completely. I just <laughs> see one bump at a time, bro. Um, and it, it's every time they laugh, they all fall on the ground. Okay, it, it's it, it, for some example, they laugh. Everyone's like just dropping dead on the ground laughing, and it finishes that usually the episode like that. It makes no sense, and yet. I, I, I actually don't hate it anymore. It's it, it doesn't become annoying. It, it I actually like it, which is sad. The other one is um is Simon the Tiger. This is actually uh, no sorry, uh, Daniel the Tiger. This is actually from um they just made a movie out of him with Tom Hanks. How am I blanking? Uh yeah, when this is actually from his creation. Yeah, they even, oh, wow. okay. even use a song. Uh, they modify it, but they use a song. There's him like attaching his shoes on the bench. Uh, it, it, it's good. Not my favorite, but my, my little girl is so obsessed with that show, it's not even funny. Now, um, I have to mention, like, this is made for kids, and I, I, I really love it now, is Teen Titans Go!, I, I'm oh, okay. I'm obsessed. So yeah, does she watch the that or colors no? because she doesn't understand, but she she's in Christ. Uh And the last one is um, Baby Boss. I know Baby Boss is maybe for a bit older. We still see it as a kid show. My girlfriend wants me to put Baby Boss just to put Baby Boss, <laughs> and not even for the kid, which discourages me. And yet I completely understand. Yeah, I do. I understand that the colors is everything that attracts kids and stuff like that. And, you know, and uh, I can understand how that could actually attract the kids and everything, too, especially at that. Can you explain the parents? Because they're so invested into the the colors. We need storyline. The biggest storyline there is share with your friends, share what you can, share what your friends love is good. You know, after a while, it should drive you crazy. But at the end of the day, you're like, 
share with your friends. Here you go, baby. Here's the lesson of the day. I'm like, oh, man, I'm becoming someone else. <laughs> well, let's see here. I know that my girlfriend's kid, it, she he ends up watching like Wally oh, Kazam. that one. It is. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Wally Kazam is just an all-around great show whenever you look at it. Um, basically, it's one of those 3D type of TV shows, you know? Yeah. Animated shows. And basically, his best friend's a dragon. He's kind of like a little wizard and stuff like that. He It's a six-year-old troll with a power that lets him make words come to life using a magic stick. And Wally uses those words to transform the world around him by creating objects to start with the same letter as the first letter in the word he, he has. So you watch the show a lot. Do you end up yeah. enjoying it or <laughs> it just drives you crazy? To be honest with you, okay. I'm okay with that show. It's when he... Okay, the songs that my girlfriend and I gets, it drives us crazy is Three Little Stick... Uh, okay, Three little babies jumping up on the bed. That's just a fray. Okay. One falls off. Yeah, he he <laughs> likes that song. And then they then they actually hit. Then get this, they actually have another song called Three Witches Jumping Up uh, Jumping on the Broom." <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> and the way that song goes is. Three witches jumping up and down on the broom. One fell off and bumped its head. The witch doctor said, no more jumping on the brooms. The next one, then it goes into the next witch jumping up and down on the broom. <laughs> and it goes by that. And then also, too, with the three, uh, four kid, uh, babies jumping up and down on the bed, it goes, the mama calls the doctor, and the, and the doctor says, no more jumping on the bed. Okay. <laughs> and then, and then there's also the one where uh, they have like six kids in the bed and they're all pushing each other over. One of the kids is mm. pushing the other one off the bed. So the way they can make room. <laughs> and then the mama said no more pushing the kids off on the and, bed. And, and you know, like the creator of that show had that issue. Right? It's like, how do I teach my kids to stop fucking pushing Danny <laughs> off the bed? He went to the hospital four times. Right. I'll make an episode out of it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we'll teach him how to count. Uh, another one, uh, she, she's in, uh, she's really hypnotized. And I have to be honest, the budget is either really good or they got really good uh, graphic artists. Uh, True in the Rainbow Kingdom. Um, it, I am almost sure the creator of the show was kind of on mushrooms because everything is really too wacky. But um, graphically, if your your kids don't watch that show, put them on. You'll get at least an hour of alone time. It's really interesting for the kids. All right, so I I, I think that uh, we've, we've tortured our uh, listeners uh, enough with baby talk. Well, oh well, there's also the new Blues Clues that he watches though too. <laughs> Which is the new guy is actually creepy. Okay, well that's not a good quality like, to have in a good, in a good show. 
<laughs> no, he's he definitely gives me the creeps, but the uh, because I feel like he's trying a little too hard and trying to copy the original Blue's Clues guy. But they, they but, felt like you know, potential serial killer. <laughs> and I, you, know, I, and you know what? <laughs> right? I'll show you. I'll send you over a picture. But you know what? I started thinking to myself. I'm like, I'm reviewing a kids <laughs> show. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was like, wait, I need to stop. <laughs> Then, uh, as I'm watching it, they, uh, my girlfriend said, do you want to go ahead and watch a movie on Netflix? I said, yeah, let's oh, do that. <laughs> but, but yeah. All right, now that we got the that uh, little six-minute surprise. Yeah, it was, it was longer just like, than yeah. that, apparently. I lied, ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, man. So, yeah. I'm the one who got you into Cobra Kai. So, I'm going to let you open up with season one and tell me what you think of from season one and everything and what you went through you. All right. So yeah, season one was the reintroductions. Uh, You, you set up the other characters, you set up the tone, even that this is not, yes, you got the feel of it, but it's not as cheesy and there's messages and it's well thought out. Uh, I love season one. I, I wasn't sure where they were going with this. Uh, I even wasn't sure who the, bad guy was right because there isn't really at first right um and it it, it brought a humanity to the show that really got me invested fast because i'm not the biggest fan of the, the original movie but it's juicy enough you get the context it's well explained that they don't have to hammer over or oblige you to watch movies to actually enjoy this, which I appreciate a lot because if not, they wouldn't wouldn't have got me right. Um, and I like also the new generation. It feels like it fits right. Uh, it really fits because we all go through struggles. Life is not just about you know the balance and the meditation. There's a lot of rage, and and I understand Cobra Kai's philosophy. I like punch first, right? Strike first. Because people won't give you that courtesy. Right. People are going to call you uh, a tweeb and an asshole and a this and a that. Why shelter yourself when, you know, you have to harden yourself? And it's shown in a way that it's understandable because we've all been bullied. We've all been picked on that we wish we'd be like, hey, I I could have defended myself, right? Not just find the the center of myself and let it go sometimes we wanted to act out but we did not know how to act out and cobra kai would have gave us that right i love that aspect of season one it, that brought the new the new angle season two pushes the boundary with his daughter with you know having preconceived notions of people and although you know the, i forgot the name of the character the girl one in cobra kai is kind of a douche and i don't find she's redeemable yeah she's not really i don't like her she's not redeemable um i'll be i'll be straight i actually prefer season one and season two yeah season season one one, i would have rated a 9.5 season two i'm actually rating it a 7.5 i can understand that there is a lot of team drama whenever you actually look at it yeah, From that and, perspective. And, and the evolution, the story it wasn't, goes... it, it didn't, you see, like, Cobra Kai season one, I finished it completely <clears throat> almost immediately. Season two, I was watching it, but it wasn't always like, okay, 
I'm back home from work. Cobra Kai. I was like, oh, yeah, Cobra Kai. You know? And, yeah, so it didn't give me the same effect. You see, it gave me, for mm. both seasons, it gave me that same effect. And everything. But I'm going to go with you on the fact that I would actually go with season mm. one over season two. Because a little bit of the teen drama part. Because it seemed like it focused more on the teen drama rather than the beef between Johnny and uh, yeah, and Daniel a little bit. And in, you know, because it was a bit like mopey too. There's like these moments of like, I love her, I love her not, I love her, I'm miserable, I'm not. It's like, okay, I get it, but it's it. I don't know. It's it's <laughs> going off like the bang that season one gave us. Uh, that direction, you're right. It, it's kind of a misstep. They, they should have, like, yes, include it, but not make it the main focus. Right. But, you know what, though? I liked season one because of the fact they gave us a little bit of nostalgia. They gave us a little bit of Mr. Miyagi, even though he's not there. They gave us a little bit of that, but it made it its own thing. It's its own entity without having to call back to some of the movies yeah. in which you actually mentioned. And... Also, too, you know, at first when I saw the trailer, I'm like, great, this is like a straight-to-DVD release. Because it seemed like it was cringeworthy. But then whenever I watched it on YouTube, I'm like, okay. Mm. I, I, I need now. to know more, you know? <laughs> and, right. And like you said, there's no villains in this movie at all when you look at it. It's just a beef between Daniel, a long-time beef between Daniel and Johnny that's been stirring since the 80s. It never really left them. Johnny is pretty much the, uh, you know, you remember that old picture meme or whatever that you might have seen on Facebook where you have this one person who came up from being bullying and then you actually have the person who may be struggling on drugs or addictions and stuff like that's not doing mm. so well and that's actually the bully. So you have that little aspect going on. And at first you're like, okay, Johnny is not no. having the best time in life. <laughs> you know, he's a drunkard. He's not a good father or anything like that. He's not there for his kid. Like he's supposed to be there for his kid. Daniel's got it all. He's got the, the beautiful wife. He's got the home. He's got, he's got the dealership. He's got all that stuff invested and everything. So, you know, I, I actually have to say I love the whole entire beef between the two of them. And I even love the joking that the wife actually does with Johnny and Daniel. Because, hey, before you guys uh, kick each other yeah. into the swamp, do we ask want to have breakfast? But going into season well, three, be though, before what we go do you hope three, actually happens? I, there's, a couple st uh, well, there's one standout moment, uh, except for the ending, obviously. But one standing up, uh, standing up moment for me is... The scene that he uh, he actually rents a cement truck, and and, and oh, I was yeah. like, that's a lawsuit <laughs> waiting to happen, you know. Um, but I, it could have been so cheesy. It could have been so, you know, training over the top training montage of over like the top. you know two eighties, right? And also awkward. You're putting kids in a a quarter-filled cement truck, and you're telling them to roll. If not, it's going to solidify, and you can be stuck. It's like, yeah, that's 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 gray zone, bro. But the actual 
advancement of the scene and it moving slowly and, and really teaching lesson of perseverance and and you know not uh, having a goal and working as a team it was done perfectly and it's probably my favorite scene of the whole uh maybe a whole series to be honest I agree with you on that and not only that but if you remember in that scene one of the guys who owns the cement truck he even said it. He said, you're putting these kids at danger. Yep. Remember? Because he actually said, hey, Johnny, you're actually putting these kids in danger by doing this. I could get sued for this. I don't want yeah, responsibilities he's, he's, for this. He, he's a risk taker, right? He he has, you know, ideas right. that are not socially accepted but it works and 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 the lesson is there right <laughs> it's it, yeah they're just kids but if you want to you have to break them then remold them right uh i would never have to go the cojones to do what he did and you know it's cinema so you know no repercussions there because you know there someone would have found out one of the parents would have found out and freaked right Right, exactly. And not only that, but I also like the part with the inhaler on season one. He goes, asthma's for pussies, and then just throws the inhaler. I'm like, so yeah. is that really how it works? <laughs> but it just but I understand where they're coming from because the twenty twenty kid uh kids that live in twenty twenty are not you know you know, then they don't go outside, they don't really do much of anything. So they're being cuddled a little bit more than they're supposed to. And Johnny is actually the opposite of that because of him growing up in the Yeah, the, he's the type of kid saying, yeah, our sandwiches was just two pieces of bread and nothing in it, okay? So shut up and eat your Subway. <laughs> oh, right, man. exactly. But Johnny is just great, though, man. I mean, Johnny is hilarious, especially I love mm. the Mexican restaurant scene, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> but Johnny and yeah, uh, yeah. the... Uh, Johnny and his date and Daniel and his, yeah, and he goes and the wife go and the waitress looks at the uh, Daniel's wife. And he goes, "Is this okay?" Yeah, they have warring dojos. It's fine. <laughs> and and sometimes you realize anything, and I understand why they're going through this way, and I don't mind it. But it's funny every time that both of them are are close to healing their wounds and understanding it, it's perspectives, right? It was a hate that Bill, but it's a perspective, right. and no one's really the bad guy. And at the end of the day, we're all human. We all have the same pains. What makes us laugh, our struggles, we are human. And they connect. But then something comes along and fucks it up and like digs it even deeper. And this is um, what I'm talking about. The end, the last scenes, right? Uh, first of all, before we talk about the scene. I want to talk about the locker room fight, the school fight. It felt irrealistic in a realistic way. Mm-hmm. It was well made because mm-hmm. that too could have been really bad. And I found they actually pulled it off. They did. I, to be honest with you, I felt like the stunts, the choreography, and everything worked in that in that whole entire action sequence. And everything. I felt like everything was well balanced with that, no pun intended. But I thought it was actually well done. And also, too, what's that other big dude's name? The one that wanted to be a. Oh, a, God. The security uh, no, officer? Uh, it's a hockey. Go the, the, uh, 
Yeah. No, Hawk is I the guy with the tattoo. Like the, I don't but, fucking don't know. The... But anyways, he wanted to go on ahead and be the security guard. And next thing you know, he's over there beating the hell out of miners. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, my, my friend Michael is like, he don't give no fucks. I'm like, dude, he's going to wind up. Be, he's not going to get that job. He's going to probably be in jail for hitting yeah. miners. <laughs> Because he's like thirty years old in a in a dojo with minors. <laughs> That's even more creepy yeah. though, too. On top of we, that, and you see, it Compared, gives an advantage to Cobra Kai, yeah. right? So that might actually play out in season three. Is Cobra Kai uh, the, the high school might be Cobra Kai territory because of him now, right? Um, but before we get into potential season three storylines, uh, I have to say. I don't like the direction they went with uh, Miguel. I don't like what happened because it sets up something for season three that I didn't want to see that kind of storyline. I I was hoping for a different ending than him injuring himself. And like, because he gave a shot of forgiveness and then, you know, he gets kicked because he hesitated. Like it it, it kind of, Mm -hmm backsteps the stories like we want to advance the fact that Cobra Kai is a good thing and Miyagi Dojo is a good thing as well and it's not a story I wanted to see for season three and I it was shocking but after I digested I went oh man really okay I no no this is not what I wanted well what I saw from that was I knew that Chris yeah. was going to take over the dojo by the end of the season. We already knew that was going to happen. That's a given. But at the same time, Johnny also did the same thing that um, McGill did. He dropped his whole entire um, defense as well. So because of Johnny dropping his defense and everything, which is not you're not supposed to do in – uh, Cobra Kai, Show Mercy, or anything like that, he mm. dropped his whole entire persona to tell him to show mercy towards other people. So, basically, Johnny also lost something in the end, just like McGill lost something as well. Yeah. Because, mm. so, but I understand what you're saying. It's a little too yeah, soap opery whenever you actually think exactly. about it. He's like paralyzed. The story had such a, a vibe to it, and such a, and then it, it felt it, it, it really felt out of place. It really felt like it, it, it's going in a direction that's like really over dramatizing now, like the pointing fingers, and then you know you are responsible for my kid. It's like uh, it's. I, I didn't want to start season three in a negative point. I actually wanted to almost having like a season three where both of them actually join forces to go against his old master. His old master opened up a dojo and. Finally, Mm -hmm. we start finding the positive in working together and screw our rivalries because, you know, we have a human connection and let's go against this, are both main enemies for both of them. Uh, So, but it's not the direction they they went. Yes, kind of with, 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 you know, the ending he got, he lost his dojo, but I I have a hard time seeing how they're going to mend the device with what happened with his son and his students. Okay. Okay, so I have a few theories of my own. 
I think that uh, Daniel and his wife are going to get yeah, the, get that's a divorce. A good separated. Or not a divorce, but yeah. well, not well, maybe separated. And get this: Daniel actually goes off to where Miyagi and him were at on the second Karate Kid. But not only that, but Johnny is probably going to go with him and try to re- rediscover themselves again. And also relearn, and Daniel might actually have to relearn what he learned from the second uh, Karate Kid movie. Not only that, but Miyagi also had a little bit of a secret going on as well mm. that nobody knew about. And if you remember the nephew of the uncle Not in the really, second Karate Kid, I forgot his name. Well, anyways, the nephew, they never really mentioned the father or anything like that. He always stuck around the uncle. I'm thinking the dude that actually had beef with Daniel is actually Miyagi's son. And and now Daniel's having to learn stuff from Miyagi's son. Whenever he thought that he knew everything about Miyagi, turns out maybe that might actually be his son. And also, too, I'm thinking Johnny and him are still going to join forces to take down Kreese. But in the third Karate Kid, we were introduced... To, into the world of Terry Silva. Terry Silva owned a bunch of places and everything. He was also a uh, a person that actually owned mm. the oil industry and stuff like that. He's a very crooked businessman that uh, that uh, was Chris actually knew, mm. and, and they actually went to war together. So I'm also thinking this, and you can actually tell me what you think after all my theories and everything too. But I'm thinking that Terry Silva. The property that Johnny, uh, not Johnny, but Daniel actually has his dealership on, is actually Terry's uh, t- a part of Terry Silva's uh, mm. ground, and he doesn't even know it. That that's his land, and he doesn't even know that was part of uh, part of Terry Silva. And also, too, I'm thinking Tori might Tori might actually be uh, Terry Silva. Okay. Dog. Um. So you, you want my feedback? You read into this way yeah. too much, bro. <laughs> it's like, I, Sorry, I imagine just... one day, like, okay, I have insomnia. <laughs> I drank way too much coffee. What are they hiding? <laughs> There's an Asian character in the beginning. Miyagi was Asian. <laughs> I, I'm just. I feel like that Charlie Day meme, you know, where he has all the uh, places crossed. Of, yeah, but next thing of you trying know, to explain John, things to room, people, there's now photos of all the characters with like red string uh, attaching to like one photo, one photo, and there's pins, and you actually have maps, <laughs> and the dealership is on one map. But you know, the health of this person is actually this kilometer. <laughs> but it, that was actually the 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 distance between both that house and the dealership was the actual age of Miyagi's death and. Like it's a TV show, John. Don't don't number twenty three, man. I'll say one more theory. As well, uh, you remember the love interest in the first Karate Kid, the one that Johnny was trying to get in touch with. Remember the girl that Johnny was in love with in the first Karate Kid movie, the one that he was trying to get in touch with on the beach? Where she got, well, anyways, 
uh, and she's of course is a doctor. I'm thinking that she's going to help McGill heal through this whole entire thing, where it's actually going to be she's going to be there or, for or, his you know therapy. Could be H- Hillary Swank is pulling all the strings. <laughs> she's the one who set up the old uh, for, for for the old. Uh, she, she became evil. Something went awry, and the I forget again the the, the daughter uh, the the character I don't like for in the Cobra Kai the the idiot one Terry. Tori is actually her daughter, you know. Uh, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> because don't forget, exactly. nobody liked so the last Karate Kid movie with Hillary Swank. So killed Miyagi, you know. I like. <laughs> I I don't know. I maybe it, there's there's yeah there's things you can do, but that's what I I hope they don't do is I hope they don't recycle and make make things too interconnected and almost like CW. Everything has to be. Connected to the point that is at one point makes right. no sense, uh, you know. I hope they don't go too much into the in, in that because yes, it will be cool fan service and fun, but at what cost? Right. As long as it's executed right, it could work. But it's all about the execution. It's all about if that's actually how they're gonna go about it, you know. We don't know. I mean, I'm just going off of fan theory, off of my fan theory with all the pictures that I have up in my room. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and you got a, a couple of them you know. crossed off with the with X's and like, who are they really? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you, uh, me being late for the show tomorrow night that I'm going to be on your show and everything. It's like, what took you so long? I was looking at the pictures, <laughs> doing my theory. <laughs> uh, well, I lost track of um, time. Oh, yeah, but... go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. Okay. Well, I, actually, so, I was going to say... Where can everybody sure follow you? ending it or not. Uh, your... No, 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 no. No, because I wanted to actually get your input on some of the stuff that I talked about, or if you wanted to do more... Of some of your theories, or how my do you, theories, what you think exactly might actually go into season want three? It go, uh, it goes through. I wanted to, like I said, uh, not have that like confrontation and like this awkwardness that you know someone's responsible for the injury of the other one. I, I wanted to see uh, a full force, you know, uh, right off the bat, two dojos go together versus his old master. What I, I. I I see going ahead is more melodrama, sadly. Again, you're responsible uh, for hurting someone, and then he gets he gets dumped, and she actually goes back to Miguel, and they fall in love again. And that whole aspect is what I'm, I'm uh, is what I'm I'm probably expecting. And for me, it seems more of the season two teen drama. Um, I think honestly. I think he's going to be able to take back his dojo by mid-season. I don't know what's going to happen with his old master, but I've, it's going to be one of those, you know, you help me scratch my back, scratch your back. Uh, he just be villain of, of <laughs> half of the season, and then it's going to be back to the shenanigans a, a bit of dojo versus dojo. That's where I think it's going. You see, I hope they don't go with the dojo versus dojo. 
I'm hoping that maybe they can find a way to actually mm. coexist. Which I hope too, but I, I feel that's that's where they're going for. But anyway, hey. Okay. All right. So, is there anything no, else that you good. want to touch on, or? Okay. Well, like your so, where can everybody reach you? At? Or north. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast, on that side we have the Frenchie talks about, which we go subject by subject, very different subjects. Like an hour ago, I was actually doing an episode on anime. Two days ago, I was actually talking about uh, to, to a beautiful, beautiful-hearted person, Margaret O'Connor, who is really pushing the discussion of why are women not included in priesthood, uh, and we got so many things uh, going on so many types of subjects so go take a look we also have schmoes and north youtube page if you know what schmodown is you love schmodown well we are the canadian representation for schmodown and was recently on the uh, the smashathon um charity fundraiser 24 hours we didn't go 24 hours but we were part of the hours and we have raised for 15 oh no almost twenty thousand dollars i think accumulated for the smasher kevin smith himself who was diagnosed with colon uh with colon cancer stage three so yeah exactly so we've oh wow uh, we've been we paid our part our due to really raise awareness and help the help him because no one should go through this alone and definitely needed to show us our support so go mm-hmm. check that out maybe not watch the whole for 24 hours but if you're curious to see us we are on part two at uh, the time slot of 7 a.m uh and really fun and yeah that's it okay yeah. and of course i'll be on the show tomorrow talking about the new nhl jerseys i cannot wait to talk about that i geeked out a little bit on the show when I was on Ben's show, so I can't wait All right, to actually well, we can, talk we, about Me and that. Dan said ourselves, hey, NHL is not just Canada. We need an American. I'm like, hey, John, John, I remember your Boston, your Boston hat and how, how angry <laughs> right. that made me. Arnold. Probably. <laughs> so now I get to piss you off even Probably. more. Probably. <laughs> I, I am not responsible for my cursing, my friend. <laughs> so. Okay. And I just want to say, I appreciate you guys donating mm. towards that cause. My mom had breast cancer mm. and everything back in 07 or 06. No, it was back in 06. I was in college. Yeah, it was back in 2006. She had breast cancer. I appreciate you guys donating towards the cause and everything. That was awesome that you guys raised that much money. That is fantastic. And my prayers go out to Schmitz himself as uh too because i don't want anyone suffering with cancer yeah, as well it was, uh, it so that's just awesome man experience. i'm happy for it's you it's at that point we realize in the small down world uh we, we've kind of made it man we we've been hanging and backstage with like the big personalities and having conversations with them and being part of something you know we've been invited to something that is bigger than us we, we kind of felt special man it was awesome to feel all right well thank you my john that's awesome all right Okay. All right. So I'm just going to do my throw-ins, and we'll go from there. So, all right. So you guys can actually catch me on YouTube at Movie Lovers Lovers Unite over there. And you can also catch me tomorrow on Frenchie's show. And then tomorrow, I also have my friend Michael. We're going to be talking season three of The Sopranos. 
And this is going to be a podcast-only episode of that. Then at 8 o'clock p.m., 6 o'clock Pacific time, I'm going to have Rossi McCree on with me. And we're going to be uh, doing our top 10 comedy movies. That's going to be on the YouTube channel for a live stream. So check that out. We also, You can also follow me on Facebook at Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite over there. You can also go on ahead, donate towards the show. We have a GoFundMe page now. Go on ahead. Go to www.gofundme.com slash uh, forward slash movie lovers unite check us out over there we also have a patreon now as well from movie lovers unite that's patreon forward slash movie lovers unite and you guys can also for five dollar package you guys can go on ahead and we're going to be reviewing uh classic movies like caesar from the 1950s and also to the 90s for those classic movies ten dollar tier you'll actually get the uh, documentary series, uh, things that Tamika and I are going to be doing pretty soon. Then for the $20 tier, you get both of them plus a digital movie. So you got that. And of course, everybody can go on ahead and you guys can go on ahead and find me on all platforms as for the podcast and everything. So go on ahead, check that out. Also, too, guys, smash that share button when you guys can. will be greatly appreciated. Always. And until